0: loose cannon and um it's another week without the thing without the uh the gif so i'm not entirely sure <laughs> what where it's starting because of it i really got to get that 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 um <laughs> i think it was actually a video not a gif i need to get that back but this week it's just myself anon uh, Baxter all the way on the left, and Guardian in the center there, without a camera uh, and possibly without audio. So it might just end up being me and Baxter. <laughs> but yeah. we're gonna be... I'm here. Okay. Oh, oh okay. So we yeah. can hear you as well. Okay, that's good. <clears throat> um, this week we are going to be re- reviewing. I guess I don't really know how to how to phrase it.
1: Well, I guess just kind of. Summarizing our feelings about mm. this season.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good way to phrase it, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about this past season, the season of The Undying. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, just sent, I was just doing the, the live tweet. I, I got to get all this stuff automated. Um, really quick, Guardian is that you what are you hearing like kind of clicky noises that's fine now i'm not sure
2: hmm.
0: are you hearing that baxter
1: yeah i thought it was somebody on a keyboard
0: yeah it's not me um either way i just muted myself for like 10 seconds well i, I didn't hear it <laughs> during yeah. that 10 You're seconds it now? No, uh, it might have just been, like, your mic or something, This kind of clicking. Okay,
3: yeah. It might have um, been me, like, typing.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, let's begin. We're talking about uh, the season of The Undying. dying. Uh, I have always... I always seem to be in the um, minorities when... Minority when it comes to my opinion on seasons and things, like... You know, Black Armory was one of my favorites. I thought it was such a, mm-hmm. a great personal season, and everyone was kind of like, "Oh, Black Armory, that wasn't good." Uh, however, I do agree with Curse of Osiris not being very great. Like that was <laughs> not not one of my favorites. Um, what, what do you what just in general? Uh, what do you guys say about this past season?
1: I mean, I've I've really enjoyed it. Um, I'm I'm in that camp of people that didn't really it's really interesting because when i hear you talk about the reasons why um black armory or season of the forge Mm -hmm. was so good i'm like yeah you know i i agree it's just that i didn't enjoy it at the time you know Mm -hmm. i i didn't i think part of it was that i was under leveled when this started Mm -hmm. and there were loads of Kind of, I remember that, that that was one of the main seasons where Bungie got a lot of criticism for like gating content yeah. behind levels and stuff. And I was definitely a victim of that. And it took me a long time to make any progress. And I still haven't completed all of the stuff in the from the season of the Forge. Actually, that's like the the one season that I that I did the the least in. Um, there
0: was a lot of things on that season.
1: Mm, yeah. There were, but then when you compare it to like uh, season of opulence and, uh, and season of the drifter, I still didn't complete all of the things that I could have completed. But I just felt like you know I, I I got all of the invitations of the night, um you know like and and that was I felt like I was involved in the narrative, whereas I felt like with Black Arm, it kind of passed me by almost. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with this season. I've I've really felt as though there's been a I think there's been a good mix of like I I still haven't completed the raid but I just did the um the dungeon this week with uh with Pirate Danny and Kex. Mm-hmm. Thank you to both of well especially to to Danny for basically carrying the the two of us but um <laughs> I mean, and 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 it's great, but I but I feel as though I, I haven't like missed out on any of the narrative. Yeah. Um. You know. So I guess for for to summarize that, with with the seasons like as like I think Black Armory is the is the best example of a season where it felt as though the the story was evolving, but mm-hmm. I was almost left behind, and yeah. and the higher level players were the ones who got to experience that the most. Whereas yeah. I feel as though Bungie have kind of learned from that and in, in Shadow Keep and Season of the Undying, it's felt very much like everybody can contribute to collecting Vex parts. Mm-hmm. And everybody can contribute to fighting the Undying Mind, you mm-hmm. know? Um, it's not it's not really like I think the even for the Undying Mind, the the light level hasn't the power level hasn't changed it's still no. 750 yeah it's still which, 750. Is, which is great actually you know it's really good like anybody can come in and 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 jump in at this point which i think is is really nice yeah so that that's my that's my feeling about the the level of inclusivity of yeah. the season for all kinds of players
0: for for people who don't remember uh when black armory came out like what was the the power cap like was it 700 or
2: 750?
0: It was like 750. Basically, yeah. the first forge was like, oh, yeah, even though the first forge is unlocked today, none of you are at a power level that can complete it. And I was like, what? Like, the first thing you're telling us to do is to go do strikes. And that just kind of felt wrong. So I, yeah. I completely, I completely see where you're coming from, where it, it felt like the narrative was going further than you could even keep up.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Garty, I should really thoughts? go
1: back and do some
0: forges. <laughs> I need a, I need like twenty more for the ship. I've just never uh, done it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Well, so now I, real quick, like may rant. I do not like what they did with the director thing because I don't. You can't oh, yeah. individually select the forges anymore. Yeah. So I was gonna go get threat level midnight like that thing, mm-hmm. but now that's gonna be an absolute nightmare. Yep. Because I have to wait for it to show up in the queue
0: and then get my kills can you not just go to the forge itself and cue it i don't think so okay because i haven't tried since and that would be like another thing that i would go for i would because i i've gotten my le monarch kills done and i've gotten most of my yoten kills done so i just need threat level and izanagi for the blacksmith title which is obviously what you'd be going for um But that would be, like, a huge de-incentivizer. It's like, oh, well, you can't do it today. Then I'm not going to do whatever.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like, for me, like, Season of the Forge had a really good base to it. But it just failed with their level. Like, even Naobi Labs, like, I went in with my hardcore friends. And we still did not beat that. And that was still a nightmare. Yeah, Like, it is still super crazy hard. But, like, for me... I I don't really care for the seasons. I think two or three years ago I would have loved the seasons, mm-hmm. but I feel like now as I've gotten more into like having a lot more work and a lot more other stuff going on, like I find Destiny to be more stressful now. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I take a step back and think about like Season of the End, dying, there is so many good things about it with the story and the narrative and the gameplay and everything they've added and all the content itself. It's way better than any like little expansion we really had from like D one or D two. But because it's all drawn out and there is that pressure to play every week and keep doing stuff and grinding and grinding, I find myself not wanting to play. And that's primarily because I have like I work fifty hour weeks mm-hmm. and I have other stuff. So it's like I don't want to spend all my time in Destiny. But other than like I don't want to like lose all my social life and everything just to feel like I can get to a good point in destiny where I'm up to date with everything. Yeah. But without like, that's my only downside. Like everything else, it does not like everything else is amazing and well Mm. done. Like even some of the quests I don't agree with are fine. It's just like, I always have that. It's that like fear of if I don't play today, I'm going to miss something. If I don't play today, I'm going to fall behind. Mm. And then other than that, like Mm. I love the story has been amazing. The content, the, the, the worlds that they have built is amazing. Festival of the Lost was great. Like the weapons, the quests, like the dungeon, they've added so much good stuff. Where it's like, like because I started at the beginning, of this like in my head thinking about it, like no, I think I prefer House of Wolves. And it's like, why? Why do I prefer like
2: prefer
3: that? And it's like the content we got in Season of Dying is way better and bigger. It's just because like with House of Wolves, it's all at once, and I could just play through at my own pace. Whereas Season of dying, I feel like I'm kind of like fearing that I have to get on every day.
0: You know, I, I, I actually, I kind of agree with you there, but a part of me thinks the reason why I might prefer things like House of Wolves and why I would have also preferred Black Armory is just I'm such a, a fan of the Fallen in general. Anything where I'm fighting the Fallen, where it's involving the Fallen, I'm like, this is this is the best time ever. This is, yes. this is the greatest. <laughs> I love this.
2: And it's, it's I'm very noticing cool.
0: a trend. It's like House of Wolves. Uh... uh mm. Rise of Iron. I was thinking Wrath of the Machine. That's the raid, not the expansion. Mm-hmm. You know, Black Armory had a, a big uh, yeah. Fallen theme to it, so maybe maybe that's just all it is. It's not that I cared <laughs> about helping out Ada. It's just Fallen.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, I do feel like for me, like when you look at this lore of what comes with the Fallen, mm-hmm. it usually hits a lot closer to home and what would be familiar to us. Yeah, because mm-hmm. both like Hive and Vex and Cabal it gets a lot more alien and like kind of out there where the fallen are always on earth. They're always attacking our stuff. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot more like personal stake in fallen as well. Yeah.
1: Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the expansions, you know, like um, house of wolves was a very different expansion to, um, you know, season of the undying. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's difficult as well because, like, to an extent, it's kind of like, where do you draw the line between Shadowkeep and Season of the Undying? Like, do we just say, you know, Shadowkeep? And I, I know we're kind of talking about both, but are we mm-hmm. saying Shadowkeep is all of the stuff to do with Eris? Yeah. And then that is a very good point. You know? When it because comes... I feel as though...
0: When it comes to the lore books, I just consider them all Undying.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, because, basically, the only one that I think you need... There's only two that I think you need Shadow Keep to obtain, which would be Unveiling and Letters from Eris. Aspect mm-hmm. comes from Killing Vex, Inquisition of the Damned, is just on the moon. You can go to the moon. Same with Luna's Lost. Uh, Last Days of Kraken Mare is undying, ex- like, exclusively undying. And mm-hmm. Revelation is another just on the moon. So... Hmm. Do you
3: feel like the main difference w- between the season and the expansion mm. would probably just be the location?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Because when you look at the content we've gotten in seasons, it falls a lot more in line with everything we've gotten except for the location. Yeah, so, Because you still get like the, the first, like the story missions, the five story missions and the location are really the big differences. And I'd say everything else kind of falls under the season. Mm-hmm.
1: hmm Mm-hmm yeah but but I think you know, like maybe House of Wolves had more structured you know storyline type content. I'm not sure about that though, I don't know, but it definitely didn't have any of the living world type stuff that that Season of the Undying has. I mean, it yeah. did have it did have the roaming wolf, which is similar to the you know, the Vex invasions. No.
0: Um sorry, finish. Sorry. No no, you got, go. Well, I just what got excited. I was gonna say, remember how they spawned early and people were like, yeah. Why are there fallen on Mars? What is going on? And it yeah. was this huge thing that you could actually get one power level higher than you were supposed to if you killed it and wore like specific exotics or something. It was like if you wear oh. this exotic helmet and kill this guy, then you can bump your power level up by one. Huh.
1: I don't remember that. I do remember them spawning early, but I don't remember that that yeah, being I able to. I did that. It do. was fun. <laughs> nice.
3: It was because like one there's a new exotic that like would drop, and I think it was like, trace. No, it was the. There was several times it's happened where there's like been one exotic that's been new that dropped, mm-hmm. before oh, the yeah, season yeah. actually started or before the expansion started. Yeah. And that's how you
0: got your like up. your one up.
1: What was that area in the cosmodrome? Where the enemy would move against each other.
0: Well, there was multiple.
1: Oh, were there?
0: Yeah, they no. would do that in um, the rocket yards, and they would also do it in the area outside the last array.
1: That's the area that I was thinking of. I couldn't remember the, the name.
0: What was yeah.
1: it called? Was it Sky something? Sky
0: Shock. Sky Shock? Sky, Sky Shock? shock? Isn't Sky Shock the map? Sky Yeah. <laughs>
1: Skywalk, I think. Maybe it was... Was it that? I don't remember. Let me look through the names. Anyway, <laughs> I just remember spending so much time in that area and, like, there were, like... I think there were, like, two places in there where the, the wolves might... Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'd have... Like a situation where like the the wolves would spawn at the same time as the enemies was moving against each other and, and it was just like it and was in and, and it was a Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I thought, just die yeah. immediately. <laughs> oh man. And it was so crazy because you you would sometimes see like lower level players wandering <laughs> into the area and it's like they would be shooting fallen and then they'd they'd shoot a wolf and it would be like, Oh, everything's changed. Like this is not this is not low-level content. Yeah, ah, uh, it's great.
0: That's kind of messed up, but I, I, also kind of like that. I like the idea yeah. of a new person coming in because it's not like, in my experience, it's never actually impeded me unless I sat there and tried to fight it. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, if I've just accepted, I can't fight you. I can go through. Yeah. It's not yeah. stopping me. So, like, I do like the idea of seeing that happen at a low level and being like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to mm-hmm. come back and I'm going to get you.
1: Yeah. It also appeals to that. You know, like the very first um, teaser, like the <coughs> in-game gameplay trailer that Bungie did for the destiny when you were in the Cosmodrome, go on the
0: wall, like, get the Thunderlord. Yeah.
1: And then there's a, there's a, a, a tank and a bunch of like level twenties come in and help, help, take it out mm-hmm. it's kind of it plays into that as well a little bit where you know i think it's really good for new players to see like what what higher level players can can do yeah. you know
0: um yeah and in reality what higher level players in that time could do <laughs> is just equip their uh black hammer and sit there <laughs> and <laughs> pff, pff, yeah pff,
1: pff, yeah
0: and then the thing is dead so yeah. i mean that'd be enticing for me i'd be like this what do they have <laughs> i want it
2: good
1: times yeah, but were. season of the undying yeah, let's, let's... still good <laughs> so
0: everyone generally agrees season of the undying was good um and as i i just mentioned there were uh Arguably, we'll just call them seven. We'll include all seven lore books that came with this season. Um, Aspect, Inquisition of the Damned, Last Days of Kraken Mare, Letters from Eris, Luna's Lost, Revelation, and Unveiling, which hasn't finished yet. Neither has Letters from Eris. That's really bothering me. It's not completable. Like, why? Just give it to me.
1: Yeah, that that is an interesting one because you would think... Well, we know we know un- how un- Unveiling is progressing. Yeah. But letters from Errors, it kinda of feels like the shadow keep part of the the release is, is kind of done. Yeah. To an extent. Or at the very um, least I mean,
0: the entries within this book should be done because it's like regarding yeah. Skolas, we already killed Skolas. Regarding Gaul, we already mm-hmm. killed Gaul. Regarding Zydron, we already killed Zydron. Like why are where are we gonna get this later? We should get it now.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, maybe that's a bug. Maybe. I don't
0: know. Because you know what else is a bug? And it's actually, this is a huge um, negative on the season for me. The the raid lore on the entries. 15 entries on the raid armor across the three, five, five armor pieces across three classes that have to talk about Kentark 3, and we still don't have mm. them. Hmm. We are 16 yeah, days from the season being over and we hmm. still don't have 15 lore entries on the Raid Armor. That hurts. Yeah, that's
1: strange, actually. I've forgotten about the Raid Armor because I, I don't have any. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's really strange.
0: But so and well,
1: There's so much about the Kentalk 3 that we don't know. So um, much I
0: want to know.
1: Yeah. Like, how many... It's uh, mm, annoying.
0: So we are going to uh, give little scores and then we can uh, give a final score on the season. The The categories are going to be the lore books that I just mentioned, the in-game narrative, so the evolving world that we've seen, uh, the gameplay of the season, you know, the Vex of Offensive and invasions, mm-hmm. and also the world itself, like the... Uh, locations that we get anything anything new and exciting that we've seen cool so starting with the lore books um what would what baxter what what is uh your score for lore books
1: i mean um what, what's this ten. out of one to ten out of ten oh out of ten right oh that changes things i said uh,
2: i
0: said this
1: an hour ago <laughs> i know but i but i you know i i am whatever you say just goes in one ear and out, out of the other yeah that makes uh, sense hmm so for the law books like the thing is the everything we got in forsaken to me that has to be like the the peak peak law book Mm -hmm. in my opinion um really well i don't know i mean that was kind of the introduction of all of of most of the books that we've got well that was prior
0: that was the introduction of lore books that was a huge drop and that? and pr- uh,
1: prior six, to that, 12. we did have... With a 12? 12, 12. So, like, we, we did have, effectively, we had law books prior to that, like the Books of Sorrow, you know, mm-hmm. and certain... Um, the Maraid,
0: the Books of Sorrow, the Seed of yeah. Memory Fragments.
1: Yeah. Um, but, like... I don't know. I feel like the the quality <laughs> of the books in this season is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like unveiling has, like if we're ta- if we're talking quantity, then definitely definitely Forsaken wins. But if we're talking quality, like un- unveiling, I think is is fantastic. I yeah. think it's it's the it's the best insight that we've got into the perspective of the darkness so far. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I'm gonna say ten.
0: Ten. Wow.
1: Yeah, and I I will revise that <laughs> if in. If there are, if there are future releases that do do a better job, then you know well, they can get the specifically
0: 10. for this season. What would you give it?
1: For this season, I'm gonna give it a ten.
0: Okay, Guardian.
3: <laughs> I have to say ten as well. I think Man, like make me first, an ass. I mean, Shadowkeep and the season have definitely been the best. Mm-hmm. Like it is kind of hard to think about how like all the how it all ranks up with all the lore
2: mm-hmm.
3: and it's kind of hard to compare the other seasons to like this and forsaken which were such large drops of content but like not even like so not thinking about call it, like the quantity and just think about the quality
2: mm-hmm.
3: i would so forsaken would still be like a 10 to me yeah but this would also be like a 9 to a 10 like it's high up there yeah because it's still like i feel like unveiling was the real big one with this mm-hmm. but yeah, there are a lot obviously. of other lore books that had great little features and stuff and like forsaken had like it's just to me i don't know if you can really beat learning how the awoken got built and mm-hmm. ended up back in our world like that's pretty hard
1: to beat. that's true but
3: that's the one holding me back is like that set of lore books but other than that, like Forsaken, Shadow Keep, I still think <laughs> has amazing lore books and deserves to be a very high ranking in their lore books.
1: Yeah. So are you sticking with 10? 9 to 10 ish. We'll
0: just call it 10. <laughs> Mine is a little bit of a, it's, it's kind of an odd opinion because when D2 launched, we lost the grimoire originally. We had lore entries. There were scattered pieces of exotic armor and ships and sparrows that had lore. And so the juicy lore that we got felt so wholly focused on the Cabal. And a part of me was just like, this is good, but it's only the Cabal. And I want more than just the Cabal. So it's ironic that now in Shadow or Undying that I'm going to give it a 9 because the only, entr- the only lore book on the Vex that we've gotten was Aspect. And I want more on the Vex, and that is probably because of Kentark 3's missing entries.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. So. That's fair, actually, yeah. That's fair. Uh,
0: what was the next one? uh in game narrative so across the weeks we have been collecting vex chassis components giving them to ikora and she said she was going to build a portal and she did and everyone i want to make this clear they never said that we were going to go through the portal they said Mm, that it was used to bring out the undying mind Which made everyone actually say, like, oh, my God, is, like, horror going to bring the undying mind into the tower? That's a dumb idea. Mm -hmm. It is. That's why we don't. It is a dumb idea. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's exactly why
0: we don't do that.
1: (laughs) And, I mean, yeah, you are right in that she never said that, but I presumed that. Yeah, a lot of people did. You know? And I'm just saying,
0: I I just want to point that out before I ask you, what is your score? for the evolving narrative of building the portal to summon and then defeat the undying mind
1: do you want to go first guardian i i want to
0: give
3: it a low number just because i don't know it's just to me it was not cohesive enough Mm -hmm. like it all makes sense on what happened like it got built it got transmitted into the the garden and then somehow that ended up bringing out the Undying Mind. But I feel like it just doesn't really like all click. It doesn't flow very well. Like I don't like that the portal just kind of shows up there. The Undying Mind still just shows up like the regular boss. Mm-hmm. Nothing really changes except that. It just like it, it makes sense, but it just was not smooth and that's what really kills it for me. Is you just kind of have like and there's they this has been an issue that I've had with the revolving world and the other seasons as well mm-hmm. is just like the narrative, it makes sense, but it's just not smooth, and it kind of makes it frustrating.
1: Okay. So, score? So, what?
3: I'd
0: say, like, six. <laughs> All right, that's fair.
1: Okay.
3: Not, like, terrible,
0: but it yeah. wasn't great. <laughs> Baxter, would you like to go cool. next?
1: Yeah. So, I, I I share some of your thoughts. I don't think that they are as, um, as bad as you think they are. Um, but I think that's just a difference of, of opinion. I, I really like the fact... You see, one of the things is that I've played a few other games that have had, like, living world-type situations. Like, I, I played Guild Wars 2 quite a bit, and they introduced this, like, living world scenario, and and that was very similar to the feeling that I described before about feeling left behind. Mm-hmm. And... um. I think that it's a it's a difficult thing to balance to to have people feel involved in the narrative as it progresses, and also to have to to do something interesting with that. And I actually think it's really I, I'm I'm really pleased with the way that things have kind of strung together. Uh, if you look at last year, um, each of the the seasons felt quite distinct like really that there was no real reason why like one, was kind of connected to the invasion of of the the cabal right i mean they tie together because because of this the sequence of events but not because of cause and effect and kind of similar with like um season of the drifter as well like what what does that have to do with with one? Mm-hmm. Nothing really, and that's fine. But what one thing that I really like about this is how you know the the events on the moon led to you know um, the kind of the the discovering this 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 device this object. Yeah, the artifact the bla-
0: spawned the yeah. caused the Vex to invade the moon, which caused mm-hmm. us to invade the Black Garden, which caused Ikora. to this huge yeah. domino effect.
1: Yeah, so. I really like that. I like mm-hmm. how everything fits together. I like that it's slow enough. Like the things things all fit together, but it's slow enough that you know, <laughs> people who can only play a couple of times a week, you know, like I, I really only play two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like I'm involved enough that I can see the narrative as it progresses. And I've loved showing up every week, like every Tuesday, I go online the first thing I do is go to see Eris and see like what's the new un- un- unveiling entry, and the second thing I do is go to the tower and I see what's happening with the portal, and I I, I really like that. I like feeling like the world is evolving. Yeah. Um. So I would give it eight out of ten. Right. Um. And I-, I would give it more, but I-, I do I do agree with some of the criticisms that uh, Guardian made. Um. And I I think there's there's room for Bungie to improve how they do that, but I'm but I'm really pleased with how they've done it so far. So.
3: Yeah. Now I will I will say if because based off of your argument I would give it an eight, but <laughs> based because my rating of a six was just based off of just the portal section. It's part I like, sure like just that bad, building. That's true. That's my so like going like looking at more than that, that, my score was just for that part. But looking would you back like at a, like the would you whole like to evolving
0: yeah so if this is
3: if this is for the whole season and the evolving story then i would give it an eight like the six was just basically for the portal yeah but with how like what you said like there was a very smooth like here's the main story here's the orb here's like you see the darkness and then everything else kind of built on that with the vex portal like for the vex invasions and the portal that all built up which was a really good thing and the portal was the last thing that just kind of like broke it but everything else was really smooth up until that point
0: uh i am also giving it an 8 and i'm oh. giving it an 8 but i also want to give it a hopeful hopeful 9 hopeful 10 because the season's not over and i'm excited to see that last domino fall cuz they proved that they can they can do that they could they mm-hmm. could say you found this artifact and the vex in the garden are reacting to it and we're like why would they react to it? So you go to Raid and you go in the raid and it's like they have an artifact too. This whole time they've had an artifact too. So it's like that that whole <laughs> that whole process of it. It's very mm-hmm. exciting to me. And then I actually liked the portal uh much more than Guardian. I would give the portal probably an eight on its own. Uh mm-hmm. just like exclusively the portal because I loved even if everyone was wrong People who've never given a crap about lore were like, oh, I can't wait. Are we going to go into the portal? Is the Undying Mind going to come into the tower? What's going to happen? Like People were talking about it, and yeah. it's it was exciting for me to see that. So I'm really hopeful to see, and that's why I wanted to do this this week, because my money is that on the 26th, something is going to start. And then it's going to finish on the 3rd, the week before Season of Dawn, which is then, like, it's going to be that last domino falling. And I'm very excited to see that. And then mm-hmm. the, uh, the next one we have is gameplay. So, gameplay of Season of the Undying is the Vex invasions on the moon and the Vex offensive mm-hmm. in the Black Garden. This one seems pretty simple. What do you
1: guys think? I mean I I think there are there are certain there's quite a few <laughs> things that they've added gameplay wise, but a lot of them are kind of very similar to previous content in, in some way. So like the invasion of the, the Vex on the moon is very similar to what we were discussing, you know, like the uh the, the invasion of other species like House of Wolves and the Taken and, and things like that. Um and then the... What was the other thing that you said? The invasion of something else?
0: The offensive.
1: Oh, yeah, the Vex offensive. I, I mean, I really like the Vex offensive. I think it's like a simple enough encounter. I know some people said, you know, it's not quite as good as... Um, what was the one they added in Season of the Drifter? Revo- Revo- Reckoning. Reckoning, yeah. Um. I mean, it certainly doesn't have complex mechanics like reckoning mm-hmm. uh, or more more complex re- mechanics um but then you know like i was saying i just did the raid um i really enjoyed uh not the raid the the dungeon i was gonna I really say you did
0: it. the raid you just
1: i haven't done the raid no <laughs> sorry yeah i know I, that would have been completely contradicting what i said like 15 minutes ago you didn't have any raid armor that'd be a yeah i mean
0: that'd be a pretty (laughs) good raid probably if you got like all (laughs) the weapons though
1: oh yeah i suppose but yeah i i feel as though um the dungeon had some really cool elements so danny showed us all the the mechanics and then how things worked Mm -hmm. and i really Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed that and equally i quite enjoy the mechanics of the vex offensive using the um the seasonal artifact the craniums. to apply, yeah. Um, the what? What did you say?
0: The craniums.
1: Craniums. The oh yeah, yeah, the craniums. But also the, you know, you have the um, the shielded bosses mm-hmm. and the overloaded bosses, and applying. Uh, I know it's a, it's a little bit limiting in that you can't just add the those um, upgrades to whichever weapon you want, mm-hmm. but. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of nice that uh, you uh, as long as at least person in party has one of the appropriate um yeah. upgrades it kind of works out quite well and it's nice it's it's not really like a necessary mechanic but it just adds something a little bit extra to the vex offensive. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I'm pretty happy with the gameplay. And I also kind of like the 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 event like the escalation protocol style event. Um, of Zara. Yeah. That's quite cool. I still haven't actually finished the final boss of that. Yeah, I can uh, I can
0: beat it. We always fail. We yeah. I it. don't
1: I'm not really Yeah, I'm not really sure what you need to do, but I haven't gone in with like a party of like six or whatever. I'm sure that it would be party totally of anything, different. Enough. Yeah. I always go yeah. in solo
0: and it's like blueberries yeah. don't know what they're doing and I'm like just go on that side. I have this side. And it's yeah. like I'm shooting the boss. He's not taking damage though.
1: <laughs> I feel like it's quite it's quite easy to get to the last encounter as long as you are with a, a group of people that roughly know what they're doing. But, like, you kind of have to be organized on the yeah. last section. And that, that minimum level of organization, you, 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 you re- require some sort of communication. Yeah. So... The ordeals. What are the ordeals?
0: The, the nightfall. But, Baxter, what's your
1: score? <laughs> oh, I haven't... I haven't even attempted the the nightfall
3: oh, what's your rating of
1: oh nightfall? what's my score oh yeah yeah um I think I'm gonna go with eight out of ten I'm close to a nine out of ten but I'm gonna go with eight out of ten
0: guardian
3: um, I'm probably gonna give it an eight as well because um, it's one of those things where it's it's split for me there's so much good stuff about the season and the gameplay, Mm -hmm. like everything on the moon, the lost sectors, how they expanded those, how those feel, the collecting things on the moon, all the different areas, how they evolved, like the altar of sorrow, the Vex invasion, the Vex offensive, the raid, the dungeon, like the new nightfalls. They just did so much content and it's all really well designed and really fun to play. And it's just, so overall, like, for the content they put out there, I would give it, like, a 10 out of 10 or, like, a 9 out of 10. Mm -hmm. But then what hits it for me is there's some of the quest lines, like Randy's throwing knife that catch me. Because it's just, there are things, like, it just makes it feel like you're playing against your own team to get kills. Like, Vex Offensive, like, and the other thing was, like, the title. That, that was kind of driving because it's so grindy and like try, I got all the VEX offensive stuff done. Yeah. But I felt like I was literally fighting my team and having to work like by myself
2: mm-hmm. to get it Same.
3: done. And then it just so grindy and takes so long to get it where it's just like it just felt like I had to sink so much time into the game to do it. Mm-hmm. But that's really like my only complaints like this like just today I've been really like trying to take a step back and look at what I'm really feeling about the game and it's like a couple of the quest lines and the titles are the only things that I don't like. And yeah. the rest of it is, like, the content itself is beautiful, and the gameplay and the mechanics and everything is just absolutely stunning, and some yeah. of the best stuff we've seen in Destiny. And the raid, like, everything is just absolutely beautiful, and there's just those couple things that really hold it back and, like, put it at an 8 or 9 to me. And it's just those very endgame-y things that just feels like you pretty much have to sink your life into it. And then mm-hmm. play anti-team. Other than that, I'd probably say I'm debating between eight or a nine. But I'd probably say a nine. For gameplay. Cause the end game stuff really does not matter. You do not have to get those titles. You do not have to get the stuff. So it's like, it's just like my obsession with Destiny that I've always completed everything. Yeah. So I still want to complete everything. So that's where it gets frustrating, where it's like No, I used to play this game like sixty hours a week. Like I can still do this. I can still do this. Like, I can't still do this. Yeah.
0: I also give it a nine. Uh, I just thought it was very fun. I like this new prospect of of like simple, fun environments because I don't go back to menagerie. I loved menagerie in season of opulence, but I don't wanna go back to it. Like there's a small part of me that's like, Mm. Well, I should go get a hive armaments mod, but once I get that mod, I am absolutely never going there again and (laughs) that's just kind of what it is you know it's it's like but with this it's like we have the vex offensive it's really fun go hard and then it's going away so i get to just enjoy it and then i never have that that feeling like oh no i need to go back there i need to go do this it kind of it kind of puts it in just to be fun and then it's gone and it makes room for something else that's fun and it kind of ensures that new fun things are always cycling through yeah and uh from a lore perspective of the gameplay i loved that we we basically piss off the vex and they invade on the moon and it doesn't just end there it's not just like oh the vex are invading go stop that invasion it's like Hey, actually, why don't we go to the Black Garden and stop those minotaurs from coming in to invade? What if we stop them before they get on the moon? And it's like, that's amazing. Like, I love that there's like that connection between the two.
1: Yeah, it is really cool.
0: So I gave it a nine. And then the last one is the world. So basically just the Black Garden. Like that's the only undying world that we got. Which I just gave a ten. It was gorgeous. This black garden is so much better than the D one black garden. The D one black garden felt like very sterile. It was just like hmm. like the vex rocks and grass. And then in the skybox you would see the flowers and stuff. But now it's like, oh look at these flowers. These flowers are different than these flowers. Look, there's a tree, there's this, there's that. There was so much more life in the garden and it was beautiful. So easy ten for me.
1: Hmm. I feel like I feel like I have to since I haven't the I, the only part of the raid I've done is well the also the vex offensive. The raid. Yeah. So all all I'm saying is that I, I kind of have to exclude the black garden from my my own score so far. Um, but everything else I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, oh yeah the. Danny just mentioned the webs. There are so many webs. I love. I mean, I was you know I you know how excited I was for going back to the moon. Yeah. Um. Like I, I I was just really. I love. I know some people complain about like reusing content, but I love seeing the way that the world has changed. Literal
0: evolution on the moon.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the moon, especially so because we've, we've abandoned it, you know, Um, like guardians haven't really been there in the same way that they were in D1 for for quite a long time. And then, you know, similar with the, with the Cosmodrome, you know, um, I just, I just love kind of revisiting those areas and seeing how the, how the design team at Bungie have imagined the, the, the changes, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've i absolutely loved it. I think it's fantastic. Score. And I think 9 out of 10. <laughs> but, but, I don't know. No, you know what? 10 out of 10. Okay. Like, I, I know that the, I would also really like to go back to the Black Garden and, and see what's changed. But for me...
0: You did in the Vex Offensive.
1: Yeah, but that's not really the same. It's...
0: You're yeah, going to you go, give it a 10. You can't no, I'm going to give it a 10. No, I'm giving it a 10 anyway. You you're guardian.
3: I'm giving it a 10 for a lot of the same reasons just cuz seeing the moon evolved and getting and like one of my biggest things is the freaking building, the anchor of light. There's that triangle <laughs> building and we get to go inside it now. And just that <laughs> makes me so happy. Like there's you know,
1: just our- like
0: does that actually make somewhere? you happy? That did not faze me at all. They were like,
2: You see yeah, that building, re- you can go I in. I remember it now.
1: cool. <laughs> it's it's like I remember Bungie saying in the in one of the trailers that they did for Shadow Keep, they were like, And guess what? That triangular building, you can go inside it now. Everybody's gonna be so happy about this. And I was like, uh I I wanna go back to like, you know, the Shrine of Oryx was amazing. Going yeah. back to... That's let's, the place I want to go back Let's go
0: to. deeper into the Shrine of Oryx yeah. and find oh. more.
1: That's... But, like, great. is I mean, I, but I am actually genuinely glad yeah. that that is something that, that you like, Guardian. Cause...
3: I have always loved, like, the architecture and the buildings of mm. games. So, like, for me, like... The three places they put those Lost Sectors, I got so excited because it's like, oh, my gosh, that little building. Like, I get to go inside that now. Like, I get to go explore that. I do really love love the Lost Sectors,
0: though, because they're all the K-1 crew things. They're like, they're Mm -hmm. all specifically for the people who were on the moon. It's like their logistics center, their crew quarters, their whatever, their whatever. So it's like, oh, my God, this stuff has been sitting here this whole time, and we've only ever seen the outside of it. I do, I do appreciate it after the fact, but when I when they announced it, I was like, oh, "All right." Yeah,
3: excited about weird things, but <laughs> going into buildings is one of them. Um, but like, so the Lost sectors, the evolution of the world, and things changing mm-hmm. was really well done. Um, like, still, it just feels like a completely different moon. It does, even now, and like. The Black Garden, like before, I start on the Black Garden. Like, so Festival of the Lost was just like an extra thing that I loved. How they changed the tower
0: mm-hmm. and kind of that
3: environment that was created.
0: And they, then they the want Black all Garden the I loved it. Yeah, all the so all the climb. boards and when the I trees. found out you
3: could climb trees. I freaked out because <laughs> so I get excited about weird things. So I found out there's a tree I could climb, and I freaked out. <laughs> so happy.
0: Yeah, they took away <laughs> our climbing tree from D1. That's kind of messed up, isn't it?
2: Mm,
0: sure. So, like unsurprisingly, uh, all of our scores are very positive. Uh, Baxter <laughs> yeah. gave it a nine, Guardian a nine point two five, and myself also a nine. Uh, wow! I think, I think, I really like the season format. I really do. I like, I love the premise of an evolving world. I'm so much happier having an evolving world and evolving narrative. Than having a drought like in the Taken King Mm -hmm. where it's like huge expansion that keeps you playing for like a solid two months and then 10 months later we'll release a new one.
3: (laughs) I think honestly the only reason I've harbored ill feelings about this season is because I used to be such a hardcore player and I can't be anymore. Yeah. and that's like everything has been amazing but it's like for me it's like i can't i'm not going to get the undying title i'm probably not going to get any of the titles this How season close are you and it's like i still have to get randy's i still have to do all the pinnacle stuff
0: mm. i'm not gonna get it done yeah if you didn't um, get randy's, randy's done is... during haunted forest then it's gonna be rough yeah. those scout kills
3: yeah, that that quest just made me stop playing. Like one I stopped playing for like 3 weeks straight after I got the scout kills for Andy's. Oh, and I
0: found out use the medals. Take it
1: taking air until no, into rumble. It's the the medals are the hardest part.
0: The medals are the easy part. There it's a huge misconception.
1: Mm, take an well, air. I,
0: take an air until into rumble and in mm-hmm. a few hours you'll have it done.
3: Uh, but for me like just those it's hmm. I don't that's enjoy doing right. that. And I just don't care to do it if I don't enjoy it. Like I, I played with the scout rifle for long enough, and I hated that. So it's like, oh, now I have to play with a fusion rifle, like in Crucible, to really make progress. Like,
0: but Randy's mm, is I so good. In in Gambit, like I, I just I went back to back Army of Ones just with Randy's.
3: I was like, but it's just like for me, like I don't really want to put the time and like into that yeah, to I play. Mean, to and it's there. like for me, it's just like. I just I'm getting to a point where I have to accept that I just cannot be a hardcore player and yeah. I can't get those titles and do all that stuff, and like accepting that has made it a lot easier to just be more casual. But because that's the only downfall is that I feel like the hardcore stuff, like titles and stuff, is just very grindy and yeah. time consuming.
0: I hope if they continue, and it's like, and once it, I
3: accept that, then it's...
0: I hope if they continue doing seasonal titles that they're less of a grind because. It it really shouldn't be a grind that takes you three months to do, because that's like, hey, Destiny is now a job. Like that's a little yeah. too far. If it took you yeah. like a month of grinding to do, it, I'd be like, yeah, that's our, right. yeah, that's fair, that's fair.
2: Yeah. Well, and
3: it's like nine, and like if they took the badges out of the titles, mm-hmm. they would completely change. Because that mm-hmm. was for me. Like I literally within like the first two weeks had everything done except for the Undying Mind and the badge, and the badge has been the one thing holding me back. And like mm-hmm. that's it. So it's like, if they remove that, then it'd be easy. But, like, that has been the only ill feeling I've had towards this season. Mm-hmm. It's just how grindy some of the things are. But other than that, they have really, like, when I take a step back, they've done an amazing job and made a beautiful world with a beautiful, evolving story and a great game that's fun to play. And they've just, like, like Forsaken would be the only one that would, like, match up to Shadowkeep, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I really agree. Like, man. nothing else
3: really comes close really. to it.
0: Uh... So then, now that we all gave our score, as I said before, in the evolving the in-game narrative uh portion of it, we are still waiting for that final domino to drop. and yeah. there's so many possibilities like I've gone on so many tangents saying it's <laughs> it's Penoptes, it's um vex, it's the ex of Stranger, it's Preithth, it's so many possibilities what are you what are you guys what do you guys think might happen for the final domino to kick off season of dawn
1: well I mean I'm still I I, I I based a lot of what I thought was gonna happen on the fact that I thought there was going to be a portal in the tower so there is I, there is but it's there, there. is exactly. it's right there I mean, you can there, see it but it's it's not really a portal because they transmatted in. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, but it's not still really. still a portal. It's still a portal, but it's not.
0: It's not a vex nothing gate. Nothing is.
1: Yeah, it's not a vex gate. Nothing's coming through that. Which makes me, I don't know. I still hope though that with all the hints around, um, you know, aspect mm-hmm. that whatever whatever the next piece is that leads to um, the next season is going to be related to some of the stuff we got in Aspect, whether that's related to Paradis, whether it's related to the um, the H.T.R. Collective. Yeah.
0: One of the, uh, or two, I guess, of the ideas I've had for the final domino heavily involve the portal, and it's going to mm. be just a cutscene. scene uh, I, I've tweeted about this. My whole my whole idea is that this Tuesday we're going to get the Community Challenge event. Go kill the Undying Mind so many millions of times. Go kill so many mechs, Vex, so many millions. Uh, go do this, so, so many bounties, etc. And I think if completed, we will get a cutscene early. If not completed, we'll get the cutscene on the 3rd. For the week following and the cutscene Will follow being the portal On the Vex gate in the garden And one of two things are going to happen That portal is going to explode Because so many people were Pulling out undying mines that it Just overheats and it's You know boom And that breaks the timeline So we have to go fix it Or two The portal is going to kick on And Praetith is going to jump out
1: that would be awesome.
0: I th- it's one one of those two things. I'm betting. I'm I mean, positive. It has to involve the portal, though, right? Like, because that's if the thing. A
1: re- if there's a chance that farming and grinding a bunch of crap is going to lead to Praydeth, I will. I I will. I'll do like
0: two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll take time off.
0: is <laughs> <just> all in. <laughs>
1: I like whatever we got. We've got to save, guys. We've got to save Praydeth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do your part. I'm gonna make posters, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna stick them up around my neighborhood.
0: You're gonna have to uh, re-release your T-shirt with Praydeth's name being normal.
1: Ah. Nah. <laughs> <I'm not laughs>
3: Too happy.
0: much work. Guardian, what do you? I mean? would
3: agree. I feel like. If they're going to do the season that's connected and evolving with each other, I definitely think the next step has to be Pradith. Just because we know Pradith has so much time fluctuation crap around him that it would make sense. And so I think we're definitely going to see Pradith involved in one way or another. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm kind of hoping that we get some more stuff with Sabathun. I don't know how much we're going to get because she's still very much out there kind of playing her yeah, playing around behind the scenes.
0: So that's actually uh, something I found yesterday. Someone on Twitter made me think about the Osiris campaign, Curse of Osiris and Panoptes. And I was like, wait a second. Panoptes never died. Right? Like at the end of the Curse of Osiris, there's that cutscene where like, Segura is like, wait, I thought we fixed this and they go to the future and it's still the Vex of one. And then he's like, Oh no, and like Panoptes like comes up behind him because there's more Panopteses. I'm like, that's the exact same game that the Undying Mind is playing. Like
1: this is I think, different. I think we have to be we have to be very clear what is the plural of Panoptes? Panoptes. Uh- I like panop, Panoptes. <laughs> I I like <laughs> I'm go... So there
0: are many <laughs> Panopti. There are many Panopti, yes. Great, but, okay. So that's what I'm saying, though. If mm. Panopti and Undying Minds are doing the same thing, like, is there a connection there? And if so, mm. could the could Panoptes be the, the orchestrator of this Vex invasion? Could, like, he be more involved than is being let on?
3: I think Osiris just doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Because it's but, the Infinite Forest. It's a, it's a reality machine created by the Vex. And he keeps getting surprised when things keep coming back. And it's like, I just don't think Osiris really knows what he's doing.
0: The the reason, though, I, I kind of got off tangent there. The reason, though, I brought that up is because of Savathun. Um, in the the Strike Garden World... No, not Garden World. Um, Tree of Probabilities. Probabilities? Possibilities? Tree of prob- Probabilities. Probabilities. Uh, when you get to the... When you get through the Infinite Forest, there's this huge orb, and that's what you're going to. And that orb kind of looks like the Traveler. I thought that was weird. And it's like pulsing this green light, and you go to it. And when you get to it, or to go to it, you go through this tunnel, this big circular tunnel. And then when you get to it, you go inside, and it's the map. This is the campaign, not the strike Specifically, it's this map, and mm. you're getting the map because that map charts everything in the Infinite Forest, all the possible timelines. And so you need the map to find Panoptes. And that same orb shape is on Io, where the Endless Gate used to be, where now the strike, mm-hmm. um, the new strike, the, the Taken Vex strike. Mm. So that strike is orchestrated by savathun trying to infiltrate the same type of object that is inside the infinite forest which holds the map of all the timelines so it just kind of it's like maybe savathun is actually playing a lot of pieces here like and we're gonna get this overarching story of savathun just you know in every season she has her fingers
2: Hmm.
3: that would be be great I have no idea what Savinlin is doing, and I love it.
0: No one does, right? Like that's the thing about her. Yeah. She would never be so um, so whatever to have a direct confrontation with the Guardian.
1: Yeah.
3: I kind of hope she does, though, in some form. Just like so, because she knows that she can get away with it. I would just <laughs> love, to, like, at the end of like the third season, like the end of this year, right before the next expansion, just have Savlin Loon show up as herself and just like, "Hi, I just wanted to meet you," and then just like disappear. Just like just so we get to see her and she just teases us and then she just vanishes.
0: I like leads up that. to something else. That'd be awesome. Vanishes. Just just to so like like in the tower be like, Hi, I'm Sabathun, and she just like kills a random person. That'd be great. She kills Kate mm-hmm. again. Kills <laughs> the chicken. Oh that's how you
3: upset the fan base.
0: <laughs> and that's how we get it in the cooking book. It all makes sense. <laughs>
3: So I have a question.
0: Have a so, if
3: Praetith... <laughs> so if Praetith comes out of the portal, do you think we will get the Ishtar Collective team also yes. come out of the portal?
0: They have to, right?
3: Do you think we'll get all of them? Well, a handful. How of would that they... So that's the question of like because they were simulations in a Vex mind.
0: But they were there. They into never left
3: vex bodies.
1: Well, I mean, they I I don't know but it's it's kind of it's kind of weird they're they're flying through the vex network right they're like they were put into the vex network yeah as I thought like they were exploding. just more
3: like virtual like thing like virtual constructs yeah and not yeah. like a physical thing
1: and that and that's fine but like the the line between virtual constructs and physical things they were physical because really...
0: they were on venus
1: Well, even even if they weren't. Sorry, I I, my pen leaked and I have ink on my hands. So, yeah. Anyway, no, it's ink. It's ink.
0: Why are you holding up both hands? I got ink on both hands
1: somehow. You have blood on both hands. I have this. I have a. um, It's the Kaweco, Kaweco brass, sport, um, fountain pen. It's lovely. It's great, but somehow the the ink has uh, spilled all over the place. And you I stabbed got, yourself
0: with a fountain else. pen.
1: Basically, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway, all I'm saying is that, like, one of the things that Osiris was worried about is, oh, you know, the um, these simulations of Cabal or whatever are gonna leave the the infinite oh, yeah. forest. That was true. Which is like. If that's possible, then it doesn't matter whether they're real or not. If they are, if they are, if they are completely data and they're, they're in the, the VEX network, well, who even knows? Like, anything is possible. So, True. I mean, I, I think I think one, one possibility is that they will come out in exo-bodies or something like that. But another possibility is that, I don't know, maybe they come out as something else. They come out
0: as exo bodies that look exactly like the exo stranger.
1: That,
3: it's all that? just extra <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of fun, but still, like that is because if if Cabal can come out of the the infinite forest, like if they were just to come out as Cabal, then the Ishtar team would just come out as the Ishtar team.
2: Yeah,
3: that's gonna collapse because now there's two hundred and like some odd. Left and they're in reality.
0: You know what? I hope to see in the next season, whatever we fight, though, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: something new. Because playing replaying through the Curse of Osiris campaign, it just really made me realize Curse of Osiris gave us Descendant Vex and um Precursor Vex, and they were just still Vex, you know. It was still, I mean, obviously, they're still Vex, but it was just a harpy, just a goblin, just a minotaur. Mm -hmm. They weren't different, but Destiny Two gave us gladiators, war beasts, incendiars, wretches. Mm-hmm. Like it gave us these new enemy factions. Uh, Hive had snipers now. I mean, that's kind of new. There were taken ogres. Yeah. That's never been a thing before, and they suck. I want them out.
1: Um. were the, the, the you know a lot of the um. What do you call them? Like knights carrying shields.
0: Yeah, the knights carrying shields. Like even if they're very similar, they were
1: different. Yeah. different enough to add a little bit of interest. And
0: it's like I want different Vex. I want actually yeah. different Hive as well.
1: Yeah.
2: Like more. It'd be great different if
3: we
0: pissed hive off the Vex enough.
3: Vex. Like if we just pissed off the Vex enough, where another faction showed up, mm. like oh okay, we're getting our uh, we're getting like kind of beat up here. We need some help and I actually get like real Vex machines.
1: Like, Wouldn't it be yeah. interesting? You know, because like the Vex aren't... Okay, this is a random thought, right? Yeah, so is mine. The Vex... <laughs> yeah, well, this is a random thought on top of a random thought. But like the Vex aren't kind of agents of the darkness in the same way that, that the Hive are, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they have a different objective, but it might still be within the the rules that kind of lead towards a final shape. So it's kind of like it's it's a little um I guess it's a bit of a gray area but but they're still not quite agents of the darkness in the same way that the hive are um
0: I guess anyone who believes they are the only thing that should be allowed to live are an agent yeah. of the darkness though right
1: yeah, I think you're right like from at least they they the align with the philosophy that yeah. that we've learned about through. Because un- the darkness un- doesn't un- actually want
0: followers. It just wants yeah. the universe to be the way it wants it to be. So if the Vex are like about it, then they're agents of the darkness.
1: Yeah. But what I thought was interesting like, so you know how um, the Vex kind of learned about the power of worship. And mm-hmm. so they created a branch of Vex that are all about like worship and, you know, kind of using the powers of the of the darkness, effectively. What if, given that we've defeated the Vex so many times now, they were like, right, how do we beat Guardians? Maybe we, we use the light. I don't know how that would work. I don't know how they would get a channel to the light.
0: So, going on, because I just started replaying Curse of Osiris, the opening mm-hmm. cutscene... Um, Osiris is walking through a Vault of Glass simulation He pauses it and stuff like Mm -hmm. that Segura moves the Torch hammers and stuff Mm -hmm. And he's like walking And she notices that they moved And so they they, like run Away and then this big Portal opens up and it's Supposed to be Panoptes like looking down at them And Mm -hmm. Osiris Says they can see your light You need to leave and so mm. he throws her out of the portal. And before that cut scene was just an Ikora talking scene with like the black and white kind of drawing mm-hmm. thing. And she talks about how the Traveler's Light have provoked enemies. Mm. So it sounds like the Traveler's Light pulsing out at the end of the Red War provoked Panoptes. Maybe it's like, I know what to look for now. And so when it saw Sagira, it's like, I want one of you. So I can further. Because that's what they did with the worm, too, Mm -hmm. in the the books of sorrow. They took the worm and they were like, we're going to take this and figure out how to get power from it. So maybe that's why they want
1: a ghost. Wouldn't that make them our allies, though? Because if. Not that they're going to kill us. It doesn't. You know, they, they studied the hive, they studied the worm, but it didn't make them allies of the hive.
3: But they're still like that was like kind of the branch that like so they are darkness and the whole idea of the vex and the darkness is order by complete um dominance that's true but that's yeah. the complete opposite for the light where the light is no we are all basically going to be allies and create our own like kind of unity
2: hmm. but
3: what if so it's much more so like if vex hold the light mm-hmm. they can't be of the light and use it without really falling into that category could they
1: I think I agree with you actually I think I think that's a really good point in that one of the you know the light the that there are different things cuz there's the power that the darkness and the light provide but there's also the philosophies of the gardener and the winnower.
0: but what if they the, what if they're not going what? for the philosophy
1: well but but that's the thing can you use the light if you're not going for the philosophy. Warlords? Can you well? But it's still know if different, because the,
3: well, they weren't going for pure dominance. They were
1: going to
2: kill they weren't. Well, they, I, I, mean, I, I
1: there don't were... think they, I don't think they were by the same standard as the hive were. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I don't know. It's a good question. I'm not sure.
3: Isn't like what if the Vex like go to like get the light? And then infuse themselves, and it backfires.
1: And the Vex are like, "Oh wait, now we're friendly. Hi, <laughs> Guardian. <laughs> what do we do now?" I mean, I, like, it's an interesting question because, like, the, as far as we know, you know, um, Seth Dickinson tweeted something recently, which was which was very much in line with some of the things that i've been I've been seeing in that we've got so many kind of treat, treatises, treatises, treaties. We've got so many essays from the perspective of the darkness that will, you know, that basically explain their point of view and almost try and persuade the reader that their point of view is the right one. And we haven't had anything like that from the perspective of the of the light. And he said, you know, it would be great to see something like that. Basically, an argument for uh, commensalism. And well, isn't that? There... Let me just get no, the, the definition. Now, but... So c- commensalism, the the definition is, um, commensalism is a long-term biological interaction, and then in brackets, symbiosis, in which members of one species gain benefits, while those of the other species neither benefit or are harmed. This is in contrast well, why with do mutualism. They, why
0: do they get benefit and
1: I don't? um let's find an example example Yo, so we, we
3: benefit from the travel the travel really doesn't benefit from us or is not harmed by us
1: well, it sounds like the
0: other people are getting the better deal here like i
1: so i'm gonna stop um, i'm sorry one of the examples that it gives is dogs okay um let me just see there's a very long description I don't know if it's worth reading. I don't think it it is. Yeah. Um,
0: So Guardian, what were you trying to say? Uh
3: totally forgot. Um oh, so now I remember it. So there is anything from unveiling. Uh There is the comment where the darkness basically says the traveler does not speak to you because it it basically wants to know if I give you ultimate power what are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. Cause the light is trying to prove that der- darkness is wrong and that life is not inherently evil. Yes. So the darkness doesn't talk or the light. So if the traveler doesn't talk to us and they're just kind of like, no, you guys will just be good. And then we do have warlords. I feel like that does kind of argue for the point that it's kind of hard because then is it just that humanity itself has a lot of potential to be inherently good Or is it that the light is inherently good and just people can corrupt it? But if like it does argue that the light can be used for dark plans.
0: I don't think light or dark are inherently good or evil. And I think that's really the case here. If the Vex were able to, to somehow adapt to the light, I think that would be dangerous. You know, they would they would use it to fit their means, like the end.
1: But I think that's the that's the thing. I feel as though I don't know if you could use the light in a way that is against the the philosophy of the light.
0: So, well,
1: the warlords, but look
0: at all the that look at all the together. bad people.
1: Yeah, there there are a lot of bad people. Yeah. But I I and I I don't know.
0: Drifter and his his crew that went to the icy planet, they were going up there to find a way to destroy the light.
2: Mm-hmm. The so here's a, a, he he a question. Here's a question.
1: Are ghosts good or bad? Can you have bad ghosts? Like, Tolan's ghost is probably the most... Um, I don't even. I don't even know if I would say evil, but the most, um, like,
0: well, I mean, if you look at Sagira,
1: Machiavellian. If you look at Sagira
0: right? and Poland's mm-hmm. ghost, whose name I forget, um, both of them were kind of like, "My guardians are the best, and yeah.
1: you're a bunch of idiots." Right, but that isn't evil.
0: Exactly.
3: So I mean, granted, evil is very much a point. I guess per- perspective. Yeah. So I feel like both guardians and ghosts we have seen throughout history can be, I feel like they, neither of them really know what they're doing. Right. Like no one really, like they're just kind of like, they're just humans. Like some of our, some of them definitely are a lot more inherently good and some of them are much more inherently evil based on like our point of views.
1: True. But I still don't think there's any, I don't, I can't think of any instance of a ghost that is actually evil. There is Tolan's ghost, who's a bit of a dick, and there is Sagira's, um, uh, Osiris's ghost, Sagira, who is, I don't know, like overly proud narcissistic. Yeah, uh, maybe I don't know.
0: Resed him and said, "Your name is Fellwinter," and basically had that, that air of like taking charge and being like, mm-hmm. this is a bad world. You're going to be a bad guy. Cause Fellwinter became a warlord and their first actions were instructed by their ghost.
1: Well, hmm, I don't know. I mean, I, I know what you're saying, but I still don't feel as though,
0: but that's what you're, you're trying to, you're trying to make this, this thing of good and evil, when it's like there were bad ghosts, there were better ghosts. It's just a matter of it,
1: right? But I think you know when you look at the people who were like, oh, you look at Dredginyo, right?
0: His ghost didn't like what happened, yeah.
1: Yeah, his ghost was like, you know, I can't keep, I can't keep doing this. Like, if you wanted, if you want to do what what you're planning on doing, then we have to part ways. Mm-hmm. And he's like, cool i'm not going to change like this this is who i am so see you later i mean the hard
3: part about that is we don't have testimony from the warlord's ghost really
2: yeah
3: because that could change everything if we had just one where it's like i knew what he was doing was wrong but i had hope that he would change and i wanted him to change and he just kept doing it because you are kind of like there is they are kind of stuck with that guardian like you get one so it's like even if they're doing bad shit you're still like okay please change please don't do that like I'm still gonna revive you because I want you to live, and I'm like tied to you. But But is a ghost?
0: Is a ghost who is like, let's go kill some other ghosts, good or evil? No matter the circumstances, is I think in in that situation
1: that ghost would be evil.
0: Drifter's ghost said that.
1: Okay, let me find the the. um... That could I mean? So
3: that's this is all just. Point like perspective and point of view, because if the Drifters' ghost—I don't remember the exact text—but like if the Drifters' ghost said that, because that ghost believed that her, like, their they were guardian stuck on the ice planet killed, and but they, they didn't do that. Yeah, they
0: were stuck on the ice planet. Drifter had just killed the rest of his fire team. His their ghosts were all abound, but the fire team could not be resurrected because of the things on the planet.
2: Mm-hmm. What if that was mercy killing,
0: suppressing their light, what? and they were stuck there? And the ghost told the drifter that if you want to get off, you need to listen to me and basically go kill those other five ghosts and then take their parts and upgrade me. Now drifter's ghost has a red eye setting, cannot talk and gives him access to a wider spectrum of light than any other guardian in existence.
1: Can you remember what book that was?
0: I don't know. I just made it up. (laughs)
3: I mean, so that would still, because that still falls heavily under point of view of, like, is that evil to survive? Because that was that ghost realizing this is what needs to happen for you to survive for us to get out of here. That's what needed to happen. So at what point, it's like, to me, it's just like, it's the Thanos concept of, how, like, what at what point does it become evil? And it's all based on your point of view. It's That wasn't necessarily evil, but if you see that as evil, it is. But, like, the Drifter's Ghost might have gone, this isn't evil, this is what we have to do to survive. And people do crazy shit to survive.
1: I think as well, it's interesting in, in that in that example, like, the Drifter's Ghost tried, I feel as though the Drifter's Ghost tried to push the Drifter down a certain path for so long, mm-hmm. and failed. And the Like drifter hated his ghost yeah drifter absolutely hated the whole concept like the the fact that he was resurrected the fact like everything about his experience he was opposed to and i think if i remember i can't find the 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 entry but if i remember rightly his ghost hadn't spoken to him for a very long time I, i might be wrong about that but I, 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 had the impression that his ghost hadn't spoken to him in a long time. He was stuck in this situation, and then his ghost said, "Okay, look, this is how we, this is how we get out of it." And then, his ghost, after that, his ghost never spoke again. Like I, I almost feel as though it's, a, it's an example of someone being in a really tough situation, and actually, they were broken because of it. So
0: Okay, I got the line. Yeah. Do you want me to read it?
1: Yeah, could you link to it as well?
0: It's um the illicit reaper bond. I think it could be any reaper bond. Um If I didn't draw, they would so old drifter was the only one who walked out final deaths, all of them. To this day I don't know whether that planet with its numerous monoliths was meant to contain those beasts or breed them. Some of those morphs were caged. Some walked free as we did. So how did I get from there to here? We had no ship. We had no way to contain those anti-light creatures that had been the whole point of the trip in the first place. And the craziest thing happened. My ghost snapped. What do I mean by that? Let me step back. I think all this time my ghost was hoping I would fall in line. That I just needed time to take up the mantle of the traveler. Uh, My rebirth right. But that had never happened. It took hundreds of years, but my ghost finally flipped. How? Well, our escape was all its idea. If we could modify its light to replicate the energy effect of the monolith cages, it might be able to contain the creatures in the same way. But we would need parts. Ghost parts. And we knew where we could get some.
3: I feel like that makes the argument that ghosts are not evil then. Because at that point, I mean, it, it became evil. Like, it flipped down the road. But he literally said, like, from the beginning, like, he was like the ghost was trying to get him to do the right thing.
0: Yeah, but it, so still, like an evil ghost is an evil ghost. How it got there isn't really the, the
1: matter.
3: Of no, it, right? but I
1: mean, I think it is. I think it is relevant to how it got there. I don't like, disagree.
3: I think it is, because the ghosts are inherently good but over time but you it becomes, can't.
0: if you become evil you can't you can't be inherently good that's, that's
1: but not, but this is the thing I don't, think, I don't think i don't think i don't think it did necessarily become evil i totally accept your point that when you put in objective terms if a ghost was to do this thing would it be evil and and i i, I said yes you know I also feel as though when you have the additional context of the fact that he lit this ghost literally tried for hundreds of years to put the god the the drifter on a good path, and then this this scenario like his ghost never spoke again. That's it. Like his ghost is is just. I mean, is it even still a ghost at this point? Really, at least by our definition of what a ghost is.
0: It's ghost plus five other ghosts
1: yeah
3: but it does sound like to me like that would be the argument that ghosts are inherently good without saying argument for the opposite is ghosts are inherently good but based on point of view they can do bad things
0: well, that's all i'm trying like to say. I'm i don't not saying think that, that ghosts are inherently yeah. evil i'm just saying that ghosts can be evil the end they can be
3: i mean because that's still a point of view like that's perspective so the ghost might not still be evil but it could just in that moment, those actions are seen as evil.
0: You're telling me that the ghost who finally realized his guardian would never be good, would never fall in line. And then says, let's go kill some other ghosts was just acting out of the goodness of its own heart.
3: Yeah. Out of the (laughs) goodness of heart. but like that's survival. Like think about when you hear stories about that, about human people who like eat other party members to survive. Like, They're not usually held as evil. They're held as you like that was terrible, and you had to survive, and you did what you had to do. Like they're not really held as heroes. It's like yeah, you still did some fucked up shit, but like they're not held as evil people
2: normally.
1: So I think the original question that spawned all of this was: Could the Vex embrace the light? (laughs) Could could yeah? The original
3: question was: Will we see (laughs) Sabathun?
1: Well, now we got to
3: the light. <laughs> we got
0: to I think, yes, the Vex hey, lit- can possess the light, they can use the light, they can find out how to work with the light. Because even the Hive did the void crystals in Savathun's song that was harnessing void light, something they were incapable of creating themselves.
3: But it's a little different, though. It's it was, not like they it. It. We had it,
0: yeah. we had to use that to hurt them.
3: Yeah. But it's like they weren't infused with light. Like, they did use no. it. But they did, like, but that That was going to question, infused like...
0: with dark. They just use it.
1: hmm
0: I'm but saying the, the same pro- can the be done. The
1: process of, like, what were the Vex doing in the Black Garden with the Dark Heart?
0: Worshipping it.
1: And why were they doing that? I don't know. Well, okay, I-, I think they were doing that because... They were getting power from it like yeah. they they had learned from i mean obviously we don't know this for, for certain but they had learned from the events with uh, oryx in his throne that worshipping was a, a way to gain power and that was what they were doing in the black garden and i guess all, all, that, all that i was kind of wondering was could the vex do a similar thing with the light if they learned that you know that there was a way to to gain power through a similar process maybe not worship but maybe something else but I don't know maybe the I still don't really know how that would work. this was all a very random tangent.
0: I'm <sighs> just trying to find the one. There, there's an entry in ghost stories where basically the guardian was like an absolute piece of shit. And then one day they died and the ghost was just like, I'm not going to revive you because you're evil.
2: Hmm.
0: And that's what I'm saying. If ghosts were inherently good and they could only do good, they could not do evil. Then when the drifter is clearly never going to be good, his ghost should have just let him die on that planet and that be the end of it. But they didn't, but,
1: but they that said, might have let's meant... go
0: kill some other ghosts and get you off of here. You'll have more power. I'll still hang out with you.
1: Like, but maybe, you know, maybe it was self-preservation because maybe if, if this but that's ghost not inherently that... good. No, but, no that but, is but... inherently good.
3: Doesn't mean you are a hundred percent always good. Inherently good means that you, your default is to do the right thing. You are still capable wrong of doing thing. evil things. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you're not inherently good. Like inherently good means that when given the choice, you will always try to do the right thing. It doesn't mean you won't do the wrong thing. It doesn't mean you won't make bad choices. It just means that you will like you are more likely to do the right thing. That you will you want to do the right thing. That doesn't mean you always can't. It doesn't mean you always will.
1: And I feel as though there's a difference between let's say there's a there's a guardian on earth and the ghost is on earth and um, the go- the ghost is like right that's it I'm out I'm not gonna res you anymore I'm gonna go my own way and live my life you go your own way live your own life try not to die that's totally different to the situation that the drifter was in in this situation where you know if the if the ghost had not found some way to save the drifter, they would have both just died on this planet. I don't know if ghosts die of old age, but I imagine some eventually they would have just I don't know what would have happened. So maybe it's an example of um it is an example of of ghost of, of the ghost trying to just survive. But I do I do totally take your point that um it is an example of a ghost Doing something that isn't inherently good. Um, hmm. well, yeah, so Penns well. is <laughs> saying Razzle's ghost is still around as well.
0: Yeah, um, Shane we know really knows just... where Vincent is, but we don't, type of thing. Vincent's alive. That's all we know.
2: Yeah.
0: Which um, is nice. Yeah, that is nice. So we we really got off topic there at the end. Yeah. Um. So I, th- I think we should we should call it here. We're about out of time. We're actually past our time a little bit. Uh. So the next show that we will be here for is on December eighth. That is two days before Season of Dawn. And it is two days before the final entry of Unveiling. Uh. So on the eighth, we will be talking about Unveiling, except for that final entry. Because we've, we've all read it. I, I, I went and got them all a few weeks ago. And so we feel it. we can talk about unveiling without that entry. It's a little off the side to, to talk about it without spoiling it. So next show, the one about unveiling. If you want to stay on track with what we're doing, you should follow us mm-hmm. at Loose Cannon Show on Twitter uh we don't tweet much at all only updates on the show <laughs> sometimes not even that because i forget <laughs> which is probably what baxter's laughing
1: yeah yeah um yeah well this was a good i i know we really we really did get off topic at the end but i think this was a good yeah summary i like of, getting
0: off topic anyway
1: yeah it's our forty. yeah
0: that's the best yeah. part, though. Like when you just completely <laughs> derail into something else, because then you're just getting genuine conversations, and that's what I really wanted from this. I don't want I don't yeah. like the structure. We
3: stayed on track for the first hour, and yeah. we got through what we wanted to get through.
2: Yeah. yeah. And once we finished
3: that, then we just went crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: And We should have start an hour earlier and then start the show (laughs) when we have this crazy conversation and just go for another hour and a half of this.
3: Nah, because if I have to wake up an hour earlier, I'm not showing up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to be the show for this week, guys. See you next time.
1: Bye everyone. Guardian didn't. I I did wave. (laughs)